Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Kendrick Coates. we got another packed show today. You're going to want to stay around for, we're going to be tapping into and touching on various topics around hitting rock bottom. Vince Bracey is in the house today. Vince, how are you feeling today? What's happening, Kendrick? Very excited to be here today. Uh, even though we're talking about rock bottom, I'm feeling good. Uh, still, you know, a little bit stressed because life be life in, as one of my good friends told me recently. But uh, always optimistic. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's always a pleasure having you. Grant Jones, how you doing today? Another day, man. Feeling good. Feeling great, man. It's good to be back, and I can't wait to talk about the subject. Grant, always bringing the entertainer energy to these episodes. I definitely appreciate it. Um, so with this, this episode here today, like I mentioned, talking about hitting rock bottom, the first question, um, I, I put out a tweet, I think it was maybe three or four weeks ago. If you don't follow me on Twitter, Kendrick Coates is my Twitter handle. Go out and check out that tweet. And the tweet I had, it was, and I'm paraphrasing, but it said the, the pandemic forced a lot of us to sit in feelings that many of us had been ignoring for years. And it, as I, as I thought about that, it, it made sense, you know, whether you were in a relationship, friendship, situationship, whether there were things in your personal life that you had to deal with. We, even myself, ignored a lot of things because we had all the distractions until we were basically locked in. So uh, first question to, to Vince, what have the last two years taught you about yourself. Ooh, you're trying to get me upset already, man. This, <laughs> the last two years have been uh, have been monumental. They've been uh, a breaker, if you will, uh, a maker also, if if you will. Uh, I the number one thing that I definitely learned about myself over the course of the pandemic, which still kind of is going on. Uh, I'm way more introverted than I thought I was. Uh, it's, it's been really weird to, uh, I think introspective is actually the correct word, but I feel, feel very introverted, uh, in the pandemic, I was just had moved across the country to, uh, Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles, very sunny today and living with my fiance. It was just me and her. We were being very, very safe as in like, there was not too many people coming outside or joining us in the house or we weren't attending that many activities and stuff like that. I wasn't working uh, live events for a very, very long time to remain safe and lots and lots of time to think, <laughs> lots of time to think to yourself and ponder. And as you're saying, just, you know, reflecting on certain thoughts, uh, I did recognize that. I don't know if I learned this, but I kind of confirmed it that I am still unstoppable. That was a good thing. Uh, even though I felt, you know, a lot of a lot of weird feelings about everything that was going on, but I'm sure I'm sure everybody or most people had to go through something similar. Uh, and I also I also really really came to grips with uh, the fact that I I ignored my discipline most of my life. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't really the most disciplined person in the world. Uh, I did was working out. I was pretty fit, you know, the beginning of the pandemic when all the push-up challenges and stuff was happening. Uh, but once, you know, it was like, well, I don't know, a couple more months, how long are we gonna, you know what I'm saying? 
the fridge. I think everybody probably experienced that a little bit too. The fridge was just there every time. Every time I walk into the kitchen, you there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there was a little bit of that, but not just discipline in terms of uh, fitness. It was also just mental health in general, making sure, hey, I'm still meditating. Hey, I'm watering some plants. I'm getting a little bit of piece of sun every single day. And I'm sitting and trying to get some work done and connecting with people. It's been very, very rough. I, I will have to admit. Man, that piece on on learning that you're more introverted than you thought, and especially being an entertainer, an entertainer, that's surprising. And did you did you feel any weird feelings about you being more introverted and being an entertainer? I would say that. It again, back to getting super, super introspective, it made me really try to focus on why I do what I do. Because I think the biggest part of the pandemic was that I worked so hard in my life to be in front of groups of people, and now groups of people are technically illegal. So it's like, well, did I was it the people that I enjoyed? Was it the you was it the, the fact that they were celebrating me or something else? Was it the control of having a microphone? Was it just having a good time? And I I kind of settled on it was most likely the just the fact that I was having a good time myself. It felt good. It was effortless and also I was also being uh partially the cause of other people having a great time as well. So that that was the thing that was like, oh, okay, this is this is who I am as a person. But uh, the the uh, introverted side came along when I recognize I overthink things all the time. I'm just sitting, you know, in my little cocoon for most of the pandemic, just trying to figure out, all right, what is the next thing that I could possibly, you know, how can I how can I come back out as the entertainer? How can I? achieve all the things that I want to do, you know, that I was doing before. Obviously we can't at the same level because, you know, we're not allowed outside. But that that was the struggle, that the internal struggle that I had with myself. And it got me to a point where it's just like, well, I'm just gonna sit here and just Google, you know, go down a rabbit hole for years and years and years until somebody says it's okay to come outside. And that put me in a a little bit of a dark place. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Just a little bit but I did get some some knowledge from it, so I'm still here. So it matters. And and it's that's the thing as far as there there's been two different camps of thinking in in my experience. There's either been people that have gone inward and learned about themselves, and then there's been folks that have just been complacent and still the same after these two years, which is in, in my mind, you know, I wish all people were, you know, I think all three of us would like to motivate and inspire people to, to be better than they were. Obviously we don't live in a perfect world, so that's difficult, but you know, it's it, in our, in our minds, we're like, man, it's so easy to just go inward and think about these things and learn what, how can I be better at, whether it be my job or some of the relationships in my life, which it, it's, it's sometimes missing, uh, which is the unfortunate part, but that's the, the society and the world we live in. Not everybody has that forward thinking mindset. Maybe one day we've got my fingers crossed that, that, you know, humanity will, will get to that point. So we'll, we'll see, but going over to Grant, uh, you know, as far as, what have you learned over the past two years uh, about yourself? Yeah, man. I mean, once again, pandemic is just like, oh, 
so much to unpack right there. Um, patience, man. I mean, no other time in history did Americans or just any time in like the world have you got a time to have that pause, you know, just to really like think about, wow, am I in the right position? Am I doing what I love to do? And it's 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 really mind boggling when you have that time to just be alone and just really think about what you want to do. Uh, how can you improve? So I, I know me uh, and you, Kendrick, we always talk about, OK, pandemic is one of those things where it's like, OK, there's going to be two groups of people. There's going to be one people that kind of just stick to the norm and just do what they always done. And there's going to be people that adapt. So for me, I'm always adapting to my new environment and learning, OK, what didn't work in 2019 and how can I apply that in 2020 and 21 moving forward? So um, rock bottom is a, a lot of people didn't know what to do. And so it's it's almost like the survival of the fittest. Either you, it's fight or flight at that, at that point when you hit rock bottom, either you stay down or you get back up. You know, I think Diddy and like a lot of people, they always say, it's not about how many times you get knocked down, but it's about how many times you stand back up. So with that being said, it's just like, you have to adapt to the new environment if you want to be successful and have a healthy uh, mental life too. Definitely hear you on that one. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about uh, kind of jumping off topic. That's the beautiful part about having friends, having people uh, within my circle, within Vince's circle, within Grant's circle. We all have people that want to motivate us, that want to challenge us. And those who are watching and those who are listening, that is why we talk about your inner circle is so important because. You know, I think Grant, you mentioned it before. Um, I think in a in a prior episode, how in our community sometimes we'll we'll mention, "Hey, man, what's what's up with your hairline? You ain't got a haircut yet," and that is a form of wanting people to be better, uh, to do better. And you know, as far as again, I've I've veered off a little bit from the question, but. It just reminded me how important it is to have people that are in your life that are supporting you, that are motivating you, that are loving you. Because if you don't, you know, this two years looks so different for all of us. You know, some people had those, those motivating mentors or, or family members in their corner to motivate them like, hey, you know, it's time to get back in the gym. Hey, you know, you can do better. Um, and, and that leads me into to my next question there. So a lot of times people say it wasn't until their rock bottom before they had their aha moment um, and, and they could see their purpose and their vision in life. What was your rock bottom and how did you navigate getting out of that rock bottom place or that dark time going over to Vince with this question? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I can't let an episode about rock bottom go past without making a spongebob reference so if anybody <laughs> if anybody recalls the episode of spongebob who lives in bikini bottom when he went to rock bottom where literal dip dive down on this bus and he was just down there and he was waiting and everybody was speaking a different language and you know it was dark all the time and every time he went for the bus the bus passed him it's literally what it feels like <laughs> it's literally literally what it feels like uh just opportunity taken away from you uh i always oh this is rough my rock bottom i'll just get straight to it uh believe it or not wasn't the pandemic i i I don't know if I would be wrong to assume that a lot of people uh, have never experienced anything 
like rock bottom during the pandemic before. Uh, I absolutely have hit a rock bottom during the pandemic, but my initial, uh, what I consider to be my rock bottom, believe it or not, was uh, just a very petty situation where I lost the job. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was so weird to me because I was like, yo, this is this I had so much momentum. My career was about to, you know, and this has happened to me so many times. You feel like you're just about to get on the bus and the bus, the bus just passes you by. Uh, this is ha- Again, this has happened a number of times to me. But the, and the first time that it happened, uh, just to get a little bit more detail, I, I was working for a local TV station in New York. Uh, had ended up getting let go from that station on the very exact same day. Uh, a radio station I was working for in New York also happened to lay a bunch of people off. Uh, I fortunately was able to continue working for the radio station just uh, a few months down the line. They budget cuts, they had to get rid of people and whatnot. Um, when I got a chance to return to the radio station, it was very different. I wasn't wearing my radio station t-shirt. I wasn't rocking a microphone and celebrating in front of listeners like I'm, I was used to doing. I was sitting with a button-up shirt calling people because they usually they had to fire whoever was in charge of calling the winners to get the tickets and stuff like that. Uh, the person that hired me was letting me know that, hey, uh, I'm training one of your coworkers to take my job. And I was like, what? <laughs> How does that make sense? Why are why are you training someone that is under you? You know, and that was that was something that was like eye opening to me. It was my first real corporate job, uh, but I had been affected by corporate politics back to back. So that was just overwhelming for me. Like it was my, I had sat on my mother's couch for for a couple months waiting for the opportunity to get back into something. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't. It didn't pan out the way that I thought it would. And I broke down and cried right there in my button-up shirt on that desk. And for some reason, uh, I'll let you in on this little secret joke that I had with my mother. Uh, The song Life by Casey and JoJo. For some reason, that song either was playing or was running through my head. And when I took the time to, because I'm sobbing at this point, (laughs) when I took the time to search for the lyrics, and try to figure out why the words of this song uh, resonated with everything that I was going through in that moment so much. It's because that song, uh, life in general, the song and life, this is a, a double entendre, if you will, it, it, it just applies to everything. Like, it was just everything that I prayed for was just crushing it was it was it was so bad uh i'm sorry if i'm rambling right now but i'm trying not to get back into <laughs> into that mode uh so yeah i i was really broken down but i found a way to pick myself back up out of it and honestly to me even though it was for a shorter amount of time than the pandemic is taking place right now uh i found myself reverting back to that person that moment throughout this entire pandemic Exact same thing happened. I moved across the country for my dream job. I'm thinking, oh, I'm about to take off. It's about to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? And the job was taken away from me. And I still live here. <laughs> the job was taken away from me and I still live here. And I got to a point where, again, can't. I don't know what the next step is going to be. I feel like everything has been taken away. And uh, I did cry. I did listen to life again. And I did uh, feel as if I had gotten to one of the lowest points in my life. 
um, which I will admit, but the most rewarding thing was that I recognized I had been here before, you know, it might not be as serious. You know, I, I lost my mom and it was a, it was a sad time as well, uh, previous to that, but I always reverted back to remember when they took these jobs and you thought it was the worst thing in the world. And for some reason, that's the thing that gave me strength. Man, there, there's a lot to unpack there, but I want to begin with just appreciating you for going into detail and, and sharing that. I mean, even going back to mentioning how you were in your suit or, or your dress shirt and you were, I mean, you just started sobbing. And too many times, whether whatever culture, race, ethnicity, whatever it is, us men have the hardest time crying, showing feelings. And a lot of times men are like, well, I don't want to show feelings because then I'm not a man. Men, stop with that thought process because a, a solid man who is in touch with himself like Vince, this I'm an Vince is like I'm an open book. I'm sharing what I've been through, how I've dealt with those things. And so again, Vince, I just I just appreciate you and how authentic you always are in in letting the viewers and the listeners in on some of the things that you've gone through. Um, you know, the, as far as that time with you know going through different jobs, getting laid off or or getting released or family members passing away. It's not an easy time, but I just want to ask you one question as far as around resiliency, how did you, how have you become so resilient through, through that process? Cause I know a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm at rock bottom. I've never gone through anything. How do I pick myself up? Or in your situation, you've gone through multiple moves and multiple jobs where is either you stay, we'll just say, in kind of that dark space where you pick yourself up. So again, how have you created resiliency in your own life after all of those experiences? Oh man, I appreciate you, man. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I will start by saying again, my answer to the first question, the thing that I realized about myself in this pandemic is that I'm still unstoppable, man. I'm still unstoppable. Uh, and again, it's only because I recognized that I had done it before. I had been through some dark times. I had made it out. Didn't know how long this one was going to last and still kind of don't, but, <laughs> but I know I, I'm absolutely made it out. Uh, you asked about uh, finding your purpose before. And I, I think it's super, super hard for people. I, I would tell people, you know, try as many things as you possibly can, uh, but gravitate towards whatever your inner child likes, whatever your, your innocence you know, whatever your, uh, whatever your, your natural talent or your gift is. And I know that's easier said than done, uh, especially for, for guys like us, but that's what it was. I got to a point where, uh, again, that all that time I was already in my mid to late twenties, uh, when I was losing all these jobs and stuff. So I had gotten to a point where it's like, all right, so this is me, this is what I'm good at. You can't stop me. I'm destined for for more. I'm destined for greatness. I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Again, it sucks to have it stolen from you or taken away or shut down to a point where you have to, as Grant was saying, adapt, you know, <laughs> to figure out what the next step is going to be. But um, yeah, that's that's literally what it was. I was very 
Uh, I was very aware, self-aware. I was very true. And I, I, I stayed on the grind. Like I tell people all the time, I'm not great at much, but this talking game, <laughs> you need me for a podcast. You need me to host something. I will be there. I will be there and I will put my, my best into it. It's just what I do. I love it. Still unstoppable. I, I love that phrase. Um, and, and Grandin mentioned it as well of, of that, that power just in that phrase. You, you've come up with a mantra for yourself, and it sounds like that's also um, fueled you. But, but again, I, I can't thank you enough for, for your um, openness and of, of being authentic for our viewers. Uh, going over to, to Grant, um, again, the, the aha moment a lot of times is found when some people are at rock bottom. So what was your rock, when was your rock bottom and how did you navigate getting out of that place? Oh man, uh, which rock bottom, bro? <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Um, but first thing I want to say is, Ben, thank you for opening up, man, because as entertainers, um, there's so many stories out there, man, where like you, you don't know, everyone always thinks there's like an overnight success, you know, and they don't realize, you know, there's that, there's an iceberg, right. That says success on it, but they don't see what's like underneath, like all of it, like the set, the success, like the hard work, the determination, the failure. So kudos for you to opening up with that. Um, for me, man, it's, uh, the ultimate entertainer. So when I was working back in our hometown, Bloomington, Illinois, I was a store manager, but then on the side, I had to do what I love to do. I was doing MC work for a college, and I was doing stuff for semi-professional baseball teams. I was doing stand-up and all that stuff. So I'm literally working four different jobs, trying to make my dreams come true. You know, typical, you know, superficial, kind of like cliche, I'm going to move to L.A. I'm going to make it, you know what I mean? So uh, that was probably back in 2018 before the pandemic. Uh, at first, I was just like, you know what? I'm just getting tired of my nine to five. I just need to go. So I'm saving up all this money, doing everything I need to do. Long story short, I I rushed and I was trying to find a subleaser and I did not take my time finding someone to take care of my apartment. Uh, what happens is the subleaser uh, was actually alcoholic and he was bipolar and he wasn't taking his medicine. So those three combinations together, <laughs> not a good time. Uh, and I soon learned that and eventually stuff started missing and then like TV and then it'd be like, Hey, uh, your TV is missing. When I got here, I'm like, Oh really? We're the only two people that have keys in this apartment. I locked the door when I left. So, you know, so, um, it, it was scary. And, um, eventually it got so bad where I came home one day and, uh, he actually had a manic episode and he trashed the whole apartment. Um, and once again, because I did not take the time to get to know him and I didn't do things the correct way. My name was the only one on the lease. So literally all that money I was saving for my L.A. dream to move out to L.A. to be an entertainer, uh, literally had to go to paying off that debt. And that's when I had to move out the apartment. Um, I had to move back in with my parents. Uh, <laughs> never fun, uh, especially when you got to go by their rules in a black household. Come on, y'all. Y'all know that won't last very long. Um, so literally the struggle of hitting rock bottom having to go back to the worst place that I was like, Hey, when are you going to move to LA and have to tell them, Oh, got postponed again, you know? Um, so literally it's just like, wow. Um, just once again, you have to adapt to those situations. Uh, I've been in situations before where I tell everyone my business and that's what I'm learning right now. Me and my sister just had a conversation on that. where like, when you invite people 
to your business, you're also inviting them to see you fail. And a lot of people don't realize you have to fail to succeed. So that's why it's so important to just hone your craft and understand and don't tell your visions to everybody. Because not everyone can understand it, but not everyone needs to see all the stuff that you go through. Um, but with that being said, it was one of those things where when I hit rock bottom, I was like, okay, I got no money. I'm in debt. I'm living back with my parents. Something's got to change. So once again, adapting, started going to look for jobs and i was like okay how can i save money and make money and get out of debt so i applied for carnival cruise line uh so finally i get out of there get our carnival cruise line literally right before uh like vince you're talking about that bus and then the devil comes in he says gotcha <laughs> he pulls that seat underneath you uh literally that same thing happened to me again now i just got booked by carnival i'm about to leave in like three months i get a kidney stone <laughs> so I'm just getting out of the hole, and then I just slipped and I fell down. And now, talk about men crying, bro. I don't know if y'all ever had a kidney stone, but they say that's like equivalent to being pregnant for a man. So literally, I'm in tears, can't walk, can't talk, and literal excruciating pain. And literally, I'm just like, God, why is this happening to me? Like literally, I just got this dead. Now I just got a kidney stone. Like why is this all happening to me? But long story short. Um, turns out had I not got that kidney stone, um, I wouldn't have been put on a big carnival cruise ship where I would have met like the best cruise director, Matt Mitchum in carnival history, where I would have got promoted and all the stuff and all these blessings. Um, it's funny too, the date that they had me go on a carnival got postponed. And if it never got postponed, that's the same day I had the kidney stone in July. So <laughs> had uh, the universe or God not postponed that date. I would have been on an airplane, thousands of feet in the air, and a kidney stone for like six hours. So um, my, my, my story, my testimony is just don't underestimate God's timing or the universe, whatever you uh, resonate with. Just understand everything happens for a reason and just keep on moving. Um, I think Martin Luther King has said, if you can't fly, learn how to run. If you can't learn how to run, learn how to walk. If you don't know how to walk, learn how to crawl. The, the message of that is just keep on moving and keep on adapting. So. Man, there's every time I I hear that story, Grant, and I appreciate you, you, you've you've inspired me, because there are times in my life where we, we all go through something, but hearing your story where you think you're going in one direction, something hits you and knocks you down. Think you're going in another direction, it's looking bright, you get chopped down again. But over the course of knowing you. Not one time did you get discouraged with yourself. And that's an, a testament to yourself of how much faith that you have in yourself and how much you trust in the vision of where you're going. And so I appreciate you for that because there's many times where if somebody else was in your shoes, they would have given up that first time. Or if somebody were in your shoes that second time, they would have given up. But you continue going, you continue fighting because you know that. The ultimate goal for Grant Jones, the ultimate entertainer, is where your vision is at. So I appreciate you for never giving up. The same question that I asked for of events, how did you learn how to be so res resilient and so patient with yourself? And I think the, the, the key question there is how did you become so patient with yourself after so many dead ends? Um, no, it's literally one of those things, man, where I think as a kid, Everything that I am to this day, being an entertainer, has to start with dancing. And I love the analogy with dancing. 
at a young age, you get judged for dancing. Because if it ain't it, it ain't it. And that's why you get so much like backbone. You get so much tough skin being a dancer. Because if you if you don't do the move right, it's wrong. And people will judge you on that. You know, it's not like, oh, that was kind of good. You know, you have to execute. Um, and dancers here know more than probably anyone, singers too, but like anything in the in- industry of entertainment, you're gonna hear no. Um, another thing right here, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, right here, man, that mama mentality. Um, just understanding that like you can never be your greatest version if you don't believe in yourself and you always have to do more than what is expected of you. Uh, we were just talking about it the other day, me and Vince and now you Kendrick, we were talking about Tony Robbins and he was literally saying, if you do a good job, what kind of result do you get? Most people think it's good, but actually it's poor. So you've got to do what you got to do something that's out of expecting. Like you got to do something above and beyond to get the result that you want. You got to aim high that way when you, uh, land, you know, it's it's going to be in a good spot. So for me, if I want to be the ultimate entertainer, I have to produce at an outstanding level just to get an excellent result. Because a lot of people, uh, I think Tony Rouse was talking about it. People are saying, hey, I got a question for you, Tony. You're very inspiring. I was a good father. I was a good husband. But why did my wife leave me? And because because he was just good and just mediocre, it was producing poor results. So literally, Whatever level you want to be on in life, I just knew from a young age, you have to do more. So that's when I go to the gym. If I have to do sets, I have to do 10 sets up or 10 reps, I'll make sure I do like 11 or I'll make sure I'll do 12. Because being a black man in America, you always have to do more than what is expected of you just to get on the top. Because there's all there's literally a system put in place to make sure that you don't succeed. So you don't have time to just put in 10 reps. You have to put 15 reps in and you have to go the extra 16 when you don't want to and struggle. When you hit that rock bottom, that's when you need to turn on the gas. That's when you need to go. So that's my message to everyone right there. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Man, there's, um, gosh, you you reminded me of something that it was in class this week and, um, we had a guest, a guest speaker and, um, he came in and he was talking about his, I think it was after he got, I don't think it was his master's or when he was working on his PhD and he was wanting to connect with some fairly influential people within, I think, psychology or the psychology psychology space. And he's like, I, I took a risk. I kept, I got eight to nine no's on this project that I was trying to work on. And he's like, I was bold. I just went ahead and there were 10 people, well-known people in my industry. I reached out to them and I asked them, hey, how do I get over this hump? And the persistence, I think Vince said it and, and Grant, you've said it, the persistence of going after what you want in life. I, I mean, there's there's no other way. There is no other formula. You have to put in work, but you also have to be consistent with that work. So there's a difference between putting in work, so putting in 10 hours and it's poor work, kind of some, uh, Grant alluded to it, or you put in 10, 12 hours of phenomenal work. The results are going to be vastly different. And, and I'll, the, the other piece to that, um, the, the professor that came in, he was like, the other thing we also have to know is if you're reaching out for mentors, don't reach out to a mentor if you're not willing to put in the work. 
And I was like, ooh, that was a bar right there because a lot of people reach out to mentors. But then when that mentor challenges them to do the work, it's like, whoa, I didn't sign up for this. I mean, you you kind of did. Isn't the point of reaching out to a mentor to be challenged to 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 becoming greater? It's the same thing with Michael Jordan, in 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 his era with the Chicago Bulls. You know, there were different things. There were different people that influenced and and, and motivated Michael, his trainer Tim Grover. You know, those things. Even though you are great, you still need somebody there to hold you accountable. You still need somebody there that's pushing you. And so I love the the stories that you, Grant, and, and Vince shared because this life is not easy. Things aren't just handed for the most part to most of us, aren't handed to us on a on a golden platter. You know, some people do have, you know, that 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 privilege of just walking into to success. Most of us don't have that. So for us 99 percenters. We have to grind. We have to put in that work because at the end of the day, you are the only one responsible for your overall success. And that's why Grant is so driven to get to where he's going because he knows at the end of the day, he's the one that's got to sign off on, did he hold himself accountable? Did he do what he was supposed to do at the end of the day? The same thing for Vince. At the end of the day, when he looks at his list of things that he's done or where he's going in life, did he tap into those things? And if you can't say yes to those things, when success doesn't come, whose fault is it? It's not your mentor. Yeah. It's not your, 100%. Not your parents. And, and it's funny because you keep on using the word did. Me and Vince always talk about that diddy energy, you know? So, like, it's it's the mindset behind it. Like, it's good if you put that work at the end there, but, like, that mindset of, like, you cannot stop me. Like, me, Vince, what is it? You go, oh, I'm a savage. He's like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I have to succeed. Whatever you can't do, I can do it, you know? So you have to have that mindset behind that energy and that energy will push you in that work and it will get you where you want to be. But like every time I hit rock bottom, I'm like, nope, nope, this is just a test. You can't have a testimony without a test. So literally you have to have that energy. You have to have that mindset. So same thing, you can apply this to when your mental health, like, hey, I'm hitting rock bottom. Lockings aren't going my way, but I can get through this at the end of the day. Sure, the tunnel might be dark right now, but there's going to be light the next day and the next day. So just preach on, preacher. Preach on, preach it. That uh, diddy energy, man. Yes. Sir. <laughs> I thought it, I told you that we won't stop. <laughs> and if anything the viewers... I want, I have to get. Anything I want, I have to. That's affirmation. There it is. There it is. <laughs> If y'all have that video of Diddy, we need to throw that in the show notes because I, was it was it didn't he just um didn't he just uh was it a deal that he just he signed just, off on? He's got his MTV commercial, I believe. Okay. Yep. Yep. He said he was unstoppable, kind of like what 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 Vince said earlier in the in the show. Oh. For for the both of you, and and we'll start with Vince. Um, did anybody ever discourage you when you hit rock bottom? And and what I mean by that is some people hit rock bottom and whether it be family or friends, people will say, you know, maybe you should change that, that dream you have. Maybe you should go in a different direction because it's not working out. You know, it's always that talk like, hey, we, we need to have a talk. Is, is this really working out? Is this paying the bills? Did y'all ever have anybody that discouraged you in that regard when you did hit rock bottom? They didn't believe in us. God did, you know. 
<laughs> I got to shout out DJ Khaled just because I watched his entire uh, <laughs> Drink Champs interview <laughs> where he got very inebriated. Uh, but he was still DJ Khaled. So yeah, like like you said, I had to thank you, uh, Reverend Dr. Grant, for uh, for bringing up Diddy. Uh, I will say I got I can't let this conversation about Diddy go past what I was saying. He's gonna be cut from that special cloth. You know what I'm saying? I went to the same high school and college as Diddy, yo. Uh, like it's it's just I haven't met him in person yet. I stood by his wax figure one time, but like. You know what I'm saying? When I meet when I meet Diddy, man, it's gonna it's gonna be something special. Uh you gotta watch out for the haters, man. You gotta watch out because they're gonna be everywhere. Uh, and I feel like I've I've kind of almost groomed myself to to be in such a positive hater blocker zone that like I don't really let the doubters, anybody that doubted, you know, really bother me too too much. Uh if anyone discouraged me, it was just people that maybe I invested too much time in if you watched the last episode uh you know uh i mentioned my my boundaries and how i don't really have great great boundaries and i'm still learning more more and more about that every single day uh anyone else that discouraged me that i can think of like i said just people that might have given up didn't uh show me the same energy because i try my best to show love and give people the same energy <laughs> at all times but uh yeah you know it it's it's been rough i recognize i didn't have too much of a support system uh in the times that i that i did feel like i hit rock bottom and as you said having friends is very very important so i know that's that's something that attributed to those times um yeah i, I was just grateful for uh for my mom <laughs> in those times and uh in more recent times my fiance jasmine like that was I feel like those are the people that have my back the most. I have, you know, still got some friends, my brother, like, but yeah, actually discouraged by people. It was, it was more of just circumstance. Like that's, that's just how I, I live my life most of the time. Like I can't be mad at what's happening because again, I'm unstoppable. So I know I'm gonna make it through. Hey, and I'll add there, you've got Grant, you've got myself, and Dr. E wasn't able to make it in the show oh. today, but you got us here as, as a support system as well. We're always going to be here to encourage, support, you know, if there's something that comes up. And it's important that that I mention that because a lot of times, you know, I and, and I have this myself is, you know, afraid to to reach out hey man I'm, i got some feelings or hey i got this idea or hey somebody you know the imposter syndrome and it's important for men to have in their support system other men as well um so you got us here uh good dudes good brothers that that you know we always got your back we're here um but switching over to 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 grant was there anybody when you hit rock bottom that that discouraged you to continue on your journey especially after the whole deal with with the roommate and saving up money to almost going to to california i'm sure there was somebody that said hey grant maybe you should reconsider oh yeah for sure man <laughs> right before i forget this vince when you're talking about those little quotes you're talking about it reminds me of that dennis green where he goes they were who we let them think they were, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> literally that heavy diet. So I had to get that off my chest. But no, literally uh, what he said, uh, Coach Green, when he's talking about that, literally we were who we let them think they were. So that can go both ways. So 
it's so important to just know your mission and know where you're going and have that vision where you have that clarity of knowing where you're going. People will never understand your vision because God didn't give them that vision. They get, he gave you that vision, you know? So literally uh, when I hit rock bottom, of course, parents, you know, they try to do their best and saying like, Hey, maybe you should do it this way. Or friends that tried to do it and then they failed and they never got back up. They'll be like, yeah, bro, you should just get a nine to five. So literally i've had people friends parents family there i was like just get a nine to five at state farm and then do hustle i'm like bro they can't see the vision they can't see they don't know what they just they don't know who they're dealing with you know they don't know my mamba mentality just got unleashed when that happened they don't when rocky gets down you know it's like literally winners aren't winners like they, they winners are losers that just got up one more time and i'll say it again winners are losers that just got up one more time. Michael Jordan got his butt kicked so many times in playoffs by the Boston Celtics and by the uh, Detroit Pistons so many years, getting knocked out. But did that stop him? No. He, he started getting better, started going to the gym. He started getting more teammates, started practicing more. And look at, bro, you can't stop Mike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many good examples about people that never got up. I think um, they were talking about Oprah. She was a newscaster and they were like, you will never be in like radio or television. Oprah is Oprah. We, we talk about having Oprah money. There's Oprah like songs. You know what I mean? So literally these examples are just here to like make you think about like, what can you do and what's possible? And I know we're talking about black people, but if any white viewers are watching cross watching this or anything, Walt Disney, they told Walt Disney, he has no creativity whatsoever. Got fired from a newspaper. He was a writer and look what the, look at the empire that man has created over the years. And it's still running to this day after he's dead. That's legacy. You know, you don't, you don't get to build an empire just because you fell down and you like didn't get up. You know, legacies are built over time and your work will show. So we got the hardest working man in showbiz on the call right now. I'm sure he's, his legacy is already kind of getting set in stone, but he's not going to stop anytime soon, you know? So it's literally one of those things where it doesn't really matter what people say. It's what you think about yourself. And that's what we talked about in a couple of podcasts ago. We were talking about watch the way you talk to yourself. What are you telling yourself every day? What are you affirming? What are you listening to? What are the stuff you're watching on TV? Who are you surrounding yourself around? Because the top five people you surround yourself with are probably going to be your environment for the next couple of years. So just be mindful of that. And even Dave Chappelle was talking about it. He's like, maybe Hollywood, maybe it's a sick environment we live in. So just just be mindful of that. Do your research. 100%, 100%. And to, and to, tap, to, to piggyback on that, there was something that, Vince checked me on something earlier before we even got the show started. And I was like, all right, this is the time I got because I have to go and read for the evening. And the, <laughs> the way I said it <laughs> after Vince checked me, I was like, damn, I sounded a little bit depressed when I said that. He's like, reframe it. You get to go and read. And he and, and it's just those things, reframing how we speak to ourselves, like you said, Grant, how we think about ourselves, because those words that we speak have energy. They have energy. And, and we are walking vibrations. We're walking frequencies. And a lot of us interfere with that high vibing frequency with the words that we use with ourselves. And so, again, y'all watching, listening, rewind and hear what Grant said because there's so much truth in that. 
we have to be conscious. We have to be aware of, of the things that we're doing, the people we're speaking with, the people we're connecting with, the things we're saying with ourselves. Um, so so power, powerful conversation, fellas. Um, be, before we wrap this up, I've got one one more question. And I think when we often have these conversations, this is what I found. A lot of times I'll hear things, you know, advice on self-development or different things that I can do. Starting with Grant, what is something that our viewers and our listeners can can take from this episode, especially because people have experienced a number of feelings, disappointments, and hopelessness over the past two years. So what is the best tangible advice that you can give somebody in this moment that can they can take and they can implement it tonight, tomorrow morning, today, next week, just right now? What What could you give them? Literally, um, that's a great question. Honestly, it just starts with you guys. Like, literally, get a sheet of paper and start writing about maybe five to ten things that you like to do, something that you're great at, that you do well, that nobody else can do, something that makes you stand out. Then, after that, daily, daily affirmations. Just take a little five minutes a day and just start saying affirmations. Say, I am a great artist. I'm a great basketball player. I'm a great friend. I'm a great person. You know, these things that we start speaking to ourselves are subconsciously recorded in our brain and our mind. And literally, you're literally projecting what you're thinking out into the world. So when you start saying, I am great, you start attracting what you are and greatness will start coming to you. So you start meeting people that are great. If you're saying, I'm on a high frequency, I'm, I'm lovable, I'm valuable, I'm worth it, you know? then worthy opportunity and people that think you're worth it are going to come into your life. But if we keep on downplaying ourselves, if we keep on telling, you know, I, I catch myself the other day, like I, I stubbed my toe or something like that because I wasn't wearing shoes. I'm like, man, I'm stupid. I'm like, wait, no, don't say I'm stupid. Say I'm smarter than that. I knew better. I can do better. Just the simple little tweaks in your life. It can just start by the powerful words that you say. People don't realize that the power of the tongue is very powerful. So like, you got to be careful, just the little things too. So just be mindful of what you are saying to yourself and just start there and just uh, uplift yourself every day you wake up. Love it. I love it. Vince, how about you? What's what's some advice that somebody could take away that's listening or watching that they can take away and they could implement it in their life right now, this evening, tomorrow morning, this morning, whenever you're watching, what can they take? What piece of advice would they you give them? Yo, the podcast that we do on the law of attraction is going to be so good. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Uh, literally just copying what Grant said, man. Honestly, uh, shout out to Grant Jones and his affirmations. He's really good at that stuff. Uh, and I'm glad that you brought up uh, what I said about just reframing how you speak to yourself. Like you don't, you don't like to for someone else to speak to you in a negative fashion or, oh, your dreams ain't gonna, gonna happen. Oh, you stupid, you're not gonna succeed. Well, if you wouldn't want someone else to speak to you like that, why would you want yourself, you know, the number one person that, you know, that you hear loud and clear, your subconscious mind takes all that in, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, and just for the record, uh, love my queen, but my fiance would not respect anything, any of that that advice that I gave you. So thank you for taking that note. Cause it's, it's literally just saying, yo, I get to. You worked so, so hard 
you know, for uh, your degrees and to get into grad school and to get all these books. And I'm sure you had to pay a little something, something to, to even use the books. So you should be grateful to be able to, you know, take the time to read them, even if it is a hassle sometimes and takes a lot of time and a little bit of sleep. But we're working for the goal because we unstoppable. Uh, the advice, again, just uh, study yourself. Uh, definitely, I always recommend therapy. You know, it's an easier way to just go about uh, getting all these things out. But again, like Grant said, what what is it that you like? What is it that you care about? Uh, what is it something that you're naturally talented about? Uh, I would type into YouTube uh, after you make sure you subscribe to Kendra Coates uh, and the podcast and like and drop all the comments and stuff. I would type in uh, something like Steve Harvey Gifts uh, because he has a, a nice quick talk that he did in one of those little family feud breaks uh, just about how how your gifts can can guide you. You can discover, you know, what you're absolutely good at, uh, what you're meant to be doing. That's 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 probably the best way to start. And again, with the affirmations, you don't even have to go too crazy. Just say, what is it that you want? Just repeat that to yourself and stay stay consistent about it. Yes, sir. I love it. I appreciate appreciate that advice from from you. Uh, Vince and and Grant and the the piece of advice that I would give start exercising. Working out has so many physical and mental benefits to it that that we often forget. So if there's anybody out there that that has hit rock bottom that doesn't know where they're going, doesn't know their vision, doesn't have support, doesn't doesn't have whatever it it, it, it may be, start working out. And and when I mean working out, and a lot of people think, oh, I got to go in the gym and I got to do 45 minutes of cardio. Then I got to do another hour of weightlifting. And then I got to do another hour of walking. No, 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 no. Just go in the gym, walk for 10 minutes. So you start getting in the habit. And that's what, the, what that's what we have to create. We have to create habits. And a lot of times habits take three to four weeks, sometimes five weeks before they're set in our brains. So go to the gym day one hit the treadmill 10 minutes. So now you're in the environment. Day two, you know, up it 11 minutes. I think Grant mentioned, you know, in the gym, sometimes he may have 10 reps, he'll hit 11. Do do one more minute. So, so my point to all of this is start going to the gym because as soon as you start going to the gym, you mentally, you start feeling better. Physically, you start feeling better. But what ends up happening is you start becoming more confident in yourself because you look good, you feel good, you can think more clear now. Um, so with all that, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. And again, another fantastic episode. We always come with the fire. Grants always brings his energy. Vince always brings his authentic, authentic self. Um, so before we end this, Vince, how can people find you on social media? And then is there any current or future work that you're getting into that you would like to share with the audience? Of course, find me on social media at Vince Bracey on everything. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I barely use it. Instagram, you could definitely follow me. I'm trying to get to 10,000 followers, folks. Please help a brother out. And everything that we talked about here today, again, this is one of my favorite, absolute favorite topics. Uh, when it comes to purpose, I absolutely feel like one of my main purposes on this earth is to not only have a good time myself, but also help bring out the lively and fun versions of other people. So if you feel like you need some help getting to your purpose, if you feel like you like you're very, very close to your dream and you don't necessarily know how to how to get there or how to even start, 
I've done it a number of times. <laughs> I've done it a number of times. Please, please hit me up. Like I said, before I start to charge a big amount of money. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. And shout out Dr. E just cause. Get to Vince before he's charging $10,000 for his services. So now's the time. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate you. And again, I, I appreciate everything you bring to these episodes, your authentic self, your, your transparency of things that you've gone through in life, things, road hurdles, things like that, that you've, that you've dealt with. So thank you. Grant Jones, how can people find you on social? And is there any future current work that you're doing that, that you'd like to share with the audience? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Grant Jones, the ultimate entertainer. You can find me on Instagram uh, at GJ Entertainer. Also go to my website, grantjonesentertainment.com. Boy, just got some new business cards. Check it out. Ta-bow. Looking good right there. You can't see because I'm so dark. But, you know, it's it's we're going to have to edit that out. But pa-bow, pa-bow. Yeah, you got it right here. The ultimate entertainer at your service right here. You can follow me right there. Um, it's going to be a good time. And shout out to Dr. E. If y'all haven't watched him on The Circle on Netflix, check him out. Should be the latest season right now. Let's go. Like excellence. <laughs> Let's go. Grant, I, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for, for bringing that positive energy, man. There's there's something about, uh, you know, having having podcasts and having, we, we have, today we've got three, but we typically have four people that love to talk and how to navigate a podcast. <laughs> but, but the, the authentic self that, that you bring is, is, much appreciated but then the the mindset and spirituality that you bring it's it's almost like a um we've got you as the the zen the buddha in the room that just bring in that that love that passion that creativity so i appreciate you for everything you do uh make sure you go out and, and follow we're all Grant. connected man yes sir yes sir so and you can find me on social media uh anywhere on social media kendrick coates it's k-e-n D-R-I-Q-U-E, last name Coates, C-O-A-T-S. So again, Kendrick Coates. Be sure to go out, like, subscribe, share these videos, share these clips with somebody that could benefit from these conversations. We're trying to spread this conversation amongst the people in our community, but obviously these, these conversations can, can go to any community. Uh, people can take away from this. Um, so with that said, we appreciate you being here again. Um, we appreciate the time that you take to, to give us our platform to speak some motivation, some love, some passion into your earphones or whatever you're listening through. So again, thank you all for being here, Grant. Appreciate you, Vince. Appreciate you. Thank you to our viewers and our listeners. And we've got more episodes coming after this. So be sure to subscribe so you're the first one to catch these. So until next time, we're out.